0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. It's the 17th day of August. I'm Paul White. Glad to see you or be with you. I don't see you, but uh, glad to know that you're out there. And thank you for those of you who do let us know that you're out there. It is an encouragement to me to hear from you. You can contact us through the DDP email, ddp at I try to answer the questions that come in um as best as I can I I don't respond to every single email that comes in I, as you can understand uh, but we do try and keep up with them as much as possible and I would love to hear from you uh, particularly if you've never contacted us let us know where you where you are where you're from um how long you've been listening I get such encouragement from those I. Um, Sometimes I'm stunned at how long people have been a part of this journey. We've never heard anything from them, and so it's encouraging. DDP at Paul White Ministries. Okay, we are at the betrayal and arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mark chapter 14, verse 47. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Matthew will tell us Matthew and Luke will tell us that this is Peter Luke will go so far as to have Jesus reach down and pick up the ear and then put it back on the man's head those other gospels also tell us that this is the the that this is Malchus the servant of the high priest he actually gives us his name um I don't want to stay here unnecessarily. I, I don't drag things for the sake of dragging them. I just try to bring out ideas and thoughts as we go. I know we're not in a hurry. Where else do you get to do this? Where you just sit down and read a verse and, and then talk it out. Talk about some things that you, you see and that you know about. Where else? But the DDP. That's why we do what we do. So let me just say a couple of things in regards to this. First of all, we know that this is Peter based upon the other Gospels. And we also know that in the other Gospels, but not in this one, Jesus responds to this verbally. Um, He tells Peter to put his sword away, permit even this. And then the famous Matthew injunction, if you live by this sword, you will die by the sword. has become one of the most famous things Jesus ever said. And I'm talking outside of The realm of Christianity. That's a quote that people give and is attributed to Jesus that don't have anything to do with the faith. They just say, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Sort of a way of saying you are creating, you're living in the world you create. So if you create a world of violence, you'll live in a world of violence. If you create an atmosphere, and and then we, we like to say it the other way as well, that if you create an atmosphere of love and acceptance, you'll live in that world. Um, it strikes me, pardon the pun, because we see the phrase struck the servant. It strikes me that Jesus's last act before he makes it to the cross, because from here he goes to Pilate and Herod and Pilate again, and then he goes and he's whipped and beaten and then he's put on a cross. His last act really with the public, uh, and this is more the private than the public, but you get what I mean, is to heal the servant's ear. He heals the wound of an enemy on his way to the cross. It sort of tells us what the cross really is. It's the healing of all of our wounds, but it's namely aimed at the enemy. It's so that the enemy is no longer our enemy. The cross takes all of that into it. Also, it's the ear, and there's something about that. Now, I don't think Peter is aiming for the ear. I think he's trying to cut the man's head off, and I think it's a dodged blow. Maybe the man ducks at the last second. For whatever reason, it's an ear, and I don't just think it's coincidental, but Jesus picks the ear up and puts it back on the head because Jesus is always in the process of restoring our ability to hear. It, it seems to me that if Jesus doesn't heal the man's ear, in the natural realm, it would look like, well, you don't heal the the body parts of your enemies. Um, but also, it might it might have a spiritual connotation that this man comes and has as his first ever encounter with this Jesus, the one whom he's heard so much about. What happens at his first encounter with Jesus is he gets his ear cut off. And the negativity that he would feel towards Jesus for the rest of his life, the stories he would tell about this Jesus are terrible. Jesus, by healing him, by restoring his ear, maybe restores his ability to actually hear of a good God. Whereas he would have been able to hear nothing of a good God. And I don't just mean he physically couldn't have heard. I mean, he spiritually could not have comprehended a good God in the midst of this. And Jesus is still, I think still in the process of restoring our hearing of bringing us to a place that we can hear, that we can hear the goodness of God, that we can hear of the love of the father. And in a way, He's putting all of our ears back on. He's bringing us back to a place where we can comprehend again how good God is. I think that's the revolution that's going on in the church. I think that there is a, a push to bring us back to the place of being able to hear the goodness of God and of the goodness of God. So Jesus answered and said to them, have you come out? as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me. I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And of course, the scriptures must be fulfilled as Jesus pointing back to being numbered with the transgressors. And as I've brought out to you before, there's a pretty solid um, evidence that first century Roman law had instituted that any group with more than one sword could be considered an insurrection. By having the disciples carry swords into the garden, Jesus is now numbered with the transgressors. Jesus, who has not transgressed, is counted as if he's transgressed. That's, that presages what the cross is. He who had known no sin would be made to be sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Then they all forsook him and fled, which goes back to what we said the other day, that it wasn't just Peter. It was all that forsook Jesus in the garden. We continue from here. One more little moment in the garden of Gethsemane on tomorrow's podcast. See you then. God bless.